0: Vodka, 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 Vodka O'Clock Hello everyone, it's Amber Love and you're listening to Vodka O'Clock from AmberUnmasked.com Remember that you can now sponsor the show on the website by going to Patreon.com amberunmasked and you can pledge as little as a dollar per week so joining me for the first time today is Nikki Mortlock, who hails all the way from the UK, and, you know, she's kind enough to work out her schedule so that we can talk today and talk about art and her art program. Thanks for being here.
1: Oh, that's, that's my pleasure. I'm, I'm really pleased to be here and, and to talk to you, <laughs> all the way from England. <laughs>
0: all the way from England. Yeah,
1: yeah, the yeah. The Skype.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, Nikki, um, we started emailing because I had heard about your art program, and I was had been specifically looking for people who have creative, uh, who cr- creative lives or hobbies and might find some challenges with different illnesses or disabilities or things like that. And, um, a couple friends of mine and I talk very openly about our mental health and how difficult it can be to create. Mm, so, yeah. um, I thought it was really great that you launched a program specifically to address mental health and other things to get art made. Why don't you tell me about it?
1: Oh, well, yes, yes. I mean, I mean, there's actually quite a wonderful story attached to it. Um, I I basically started Artie Peeps, which is a collaborative creativity and well-being non, non-profit organization in 2012. Um, it started um, out of a women's um, group that I started, a women's creativity group that I started. And then and then I created a website for that creativity group and then found that I was getting lots and lots of followers and people being interested in what we were doing. And then it's all sort of grown from there. Um, and I, I started the women's group as part of my recovery um i have bipolar affective disorder i was diagnosed in 2004 and have spent a long time trying to get healthy i've been through lots of cognitive behaviour therapy and out of this was trying to explore my own creativity again and that's why i started the women's group and from from that little seed has grown this organization and now we run large scale um collaborative projects for you know over 40 creatives were arts council funded it's it's sort of growing bigger and bigger and it's very exciting and it's all come from this little seed that helped me feel creative again so that's really how it started
0: did you happen to already be the type of person who created things as a hobby or as um a job before this happened.
1: Well, I have to say that I, ever since I was a little girl, I've written, and um, I I worked for the BBC as a drama script editor. So I was working with other people's writing, um, and then I would say, when I was ill, I I turned to poetry. Strangely enough, I'd never particularly written poetry before, but when i was ill i got very sort of um socially inhibited and frightened of being outside and so i would just go into my room and write poetry poetry that i hadn't really thought about writing before and and that's when i suppose creativity came back into my life because i wasn't able to (laughs) express myself articulately um in a formal way and I found expression through this um, creative way Um, and since I suppose since I started Arty Peeps and I've been working with creatives my creativity has diminished because it's being poured into Arty Peeps (laughs) but it's Uh always there and it will I think I think creativity comes and goes and you just have to sort of Go along with it and have faith in it, because if you are a creative person, it always tends to come back. And <laughs> yeah, well, we certainly hope so.
0: Yes, I, that's part of the feeling is that it's never going to come back and that you're done. Yes, uh, it's such a such a challenge and such a barrier when you're suffering.
1: Completely so, but I think I think it's very important to to realize that there are ebbs and flows in life, and if you at if you accept that then you can be less hard on yourself when your creativity when your creativity does diminish it, um, and it's a sort of through through going through your life and knowing and and knowing that it does return you can gain faith in that very process if you see what i mean
0: while you were writing this poetry to get you through this yeah did you ever intend for anybody to see it
1: um, no. No, I didn't. Um, it was a very, very private thing, and it's it's a very interesting thing about this, um, the poetry that I wrote then, in that it was a real reflection of my mental state and my mental processes. It was like my very core was pouring out of me, and and when I came to read it when I was well, I realised that I couldn't actually show it to anybody because it was just my my psychology on a plate almost and and so that that sort of makes me think then what is poetry and then what is creativity and what um, what makes it what makes a poem or a piece of art acceptable and what and what doesn't if you know what i mean um so i have that i have that little stacks of those poems still that i have have shown to doctors but i haven't shown to to anybody else really (laughs) i don't know what to do with them
0: (laughs) it it was interesting because i um i used to journal by hand Uh and i had started journaling online with live journal
1: yeah
0: and one of the times when i was extremely in crisis as you're talking about when you when you have like a a point that's you're so very ill Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of those times that I, all, all I had the ability to do all that was at my disposal I didn't have a computer near me so all I had was my old journal and I was allowed to have a pen yeah. so I thought that I was writing a lot and then years later I went back to look at it and there's hardly anything there yeah,
1: yeah. how yes
0: It's such a strange perception
1: absolutely absolutely but but even though you had even though your recollection of of what you were doing was different from the reality you nevertheless you know got out something and you did express yourself however little it was and i think it's you know expression comes in many forms and can be very small and it can be very large but it's just that act of expressing in whatever form it is that is very important Um, and that's something we have to remember I think. Uh, I was
0: just wondering if you know while you were building up this community this RDP community if someone ever came to you and said that they don't have any ability for art so there's nothing that it could do for them.
1: Well, actually, no. I would say no. But, 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 but I would say there have been people that have come to me that have been very insecure about what they're doing and that they're good enough. And there have been several, say, particularly artists, who have come on board in some of our projects who haven't been exhibited or, or haven't been part of a formal group or setting where within which their art can be shown and and they have been extremely insecure and trepidatious about their their sense of worth and their and the quality of their art that that, that they are good enough to be part of what we're doing and of course um, you know i build i build Arty Peeps out of relationships. I spend a long time um communicating with people and then I bring them into the projects that um we run so it's it's founded on on relationships and on good feeling and i know I know as far as you can know on twitter and social media I know. What these people are like, and I, I I value them as individuals, and of course I appreciate the the art, but it's founded on a it's founded on something emotional, because arty peeps is all about care, and community and respect. Um, yeah, hope that
0: sort of answers. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that answers it. Um, because you brought up a really great, which is about feeling insecure. Yeah, and that's certainly true in things that are completely not art related at all where um people have insecurities all the time and i think that even very mentally healthy people can still feel insecure about their art
1: yes yes uh, absolutely well i think insecurity crosses you know crosses mental health and everything because i think we all are strangely very insecure and, and and very aware of our imperfections and we are and i don't know about you but i'm a perfectionist which doesn't help <laughs> um but 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 i think it's a it's a human trait and we tend to beat ourselves up about things that uh, that we're frightened that we'll get things wrong and that we're not going to do things correctly and that creates a sort of um uh, a, a, a barrier to actually us being free enough to create
0: with um with rdp yeah do you have some sort of schedule that people are keeping to like would there be deadlines that anybody has to meet for something or like the maybe even if the deadline is uh, a show or an event at a certain date or is it all just at their own pace regardless of what they're doing? Oh,
1: um, um, no. (laughs) Because I'm usually working to a a deadline to an exhibition um, that we're hosting. Um, For instance, with the the project that I'm running now, The Nine Realms, which is inspired by North mythology, um, 19 poets have been writing one poem a month for the last nine months um, inspired by the nine realms of North mythology. So, they are on a schedule (laughs) and and of course you know life is life and 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 it being sort of run entirely virtually um sometimes one poet can't um give a, a poem that month and that's fine but 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 there are regular deadlines and 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 everybody seems to meet them and 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 with the artists involved again They know that a piece of art has to be ready by this point, and they all come up with it. Um, So it is run by deadlines, yes.
0: In the cases where someone says they, they can't produce something for that month are you in a position in in a relationship with them enough where you can ask them why what's going on and if it's just something they need to skip or if there's something like you were talking about deeper than insecurity, something really that they're afraid to address and actually get out through their art.
1: Yeah. Well, this is a very interesting, you have to be very sensitive and I don't tend to actually push things. If people tell me the reasons why they can't, then that's great and that's fine. But because, because it is all run virtually I can't really if it was face to face and I actually knew the people I was working with it might be different but I have to give people lots of space and lots of room because I don't know their real circumstances because I don't of course I know I, I know them but I don't know them know them if you see what I mean so I have to be very aware and 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 very sensitive to the, the virtual environment I'm working with and it uh, and there are p- parameters and i have to be very sensitive to that is the website
0: a way that the community can interact or is everybody only interacting with you
1: well uh this, this is something that i'm rectifying at the moment i'm having a totally new whiz bang wallop um website created it's a, it's under development and in that we're going to have a forum so all the, and also a membership. So people will be able to interact within their own space in a much more evolved way than at the moment. The way we're run at the moment is we tried Google groups and that didn't work. And so I've actually, through a process of elimination, the way we all communicate is via email. So, um, So we have, you know, when there are forty five people well not quite forty it's, it's often I would say twenty or so people communicating, you get lots of emails through your account but 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 it works, so until the new website is set up, this is the way we're going to do it, but it's not ideal. I do recognize that, and i'm hoping i I ran something called Art of Peeps chat on Twitter, and we used to chat about um the sort of issues behind creativity and well-being and I'm hoping that will shift onto the forum on the website and that might grow into a wider community so um, it's a work in progress but I'm on it
0: (laughs) that's very cool it's good to evolve and uh, expand and find new technology that can help
1: yeah yeah I think that I, I mean I've actually found it very frustrating and I'm just sort of because I'm waiting for this new website, I'm not doing much with the one I've got, which is really quite basic. But it does, you know, it, it, it's a bit like in over here we have something called Ron Seal, and it says what it and it and it does what it says on the tin. And my website does that at the moment. So, in
0: the amount of time that uh, you've been working with this community, I imagine some people have have stayed with you for quite a while. Have you seen? changes in specific people that um, that were you actually recognize it
1: well yeah yes I would say um, there's one um, particular painter called Lily Morgan who was with me right from the beginning when we started in 2012 and we and I have a sequence of opportunities that, that that i run ranging from a, a weekend showcase right the way through to a creative residency right the way through to um free space free spaces um which are which is for projects and lily started off as um, um, um and we gave her a weekend showcase and then we gave her a creative residency and we attached an artist who was also um with me from the beginning a but a slightly more advanced artist than Lily, um, James Mackenzie, and we attached him to her, and she then was with us for a month and produced work and, and was mentored by Jamie. And then, you know, she, she she had only just painted in in for herself and had these ambitions to to become part of something bigger or to exhibit, and. um and then so that happened and we had poets writing about her art which was a great thing and then um when i got into these large-scale projects that i ran she then i asked her to be part of that and her confidence has grown i can see um because she's come to art slightly later in life and 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 now she's um, got her own website now she's been asked for that her art is in some magazine and you can see that Lily's gained so much confidence in herself and that's been I I hope m- maybe part of um uh, her, her a part of her experience that she's had with us that we've nurtured um her over a, pe- an, a period of years and I I try with what i do to be as heartfelt and and as loving and as caring as i can possibly be and to treat everybody with the integrity that they deserve and i and i hope that that might have fed into what she's doing i don't know but um yes that she has really blossomed and and that's a great thing to see it's what Artie peeps is all about really um yeah And that makes me very proud of what I do. (laughs) That's wonderful. Yeah, Yeah, she moves me. She moves me.
0: (laughs) What is the process like as far as joining the community? And then um, if you can then expand on what the whole process is like for these different features that you have when you change Part, the, the theme is that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the problem um, the problem at, uh, at the moment is that it's me that's just running it all. And um, my, the ideal that I have in my mind is that I, I, I will run these large scale projects alongside regular seasons of work. And before I did the large scales, I was running regular collaborations, smaller collaborations, and all of the opportunities that um, we offer um, on a much more regular basis than I am now in order to get the large-scale things done I have had to sort of background the opportunity slightly uh, so I've been concentrating on putting out more you know um, what I call weekend showcases which are just pure showcasing slots and And the way it is at the moment, the way it's run at the moment, is that I approach people via Twitter, um, people who are are following me or who I've heard about, and then um, I approach them or they approach me via Twitter. That's generally how how it's done. But the idea is that um, after this particular project, I'm going to be applying for more core funding and for for more money so that i can plan things further in advance so i so i can actually employ somebody else to work with me so we can have the large-scale projects and all of the um the seasons of work that go alongside that actually feed the larger scale things we're a real work in progress at the moment and um it It's quite exciting for that reason, and we also ran some really great um mental health orientated um um projects that I hope to build in again and um so so it'll become a much more holistic thing eventually but it uh, but I need to get like with most not for profit organizations I need to get the the funding sorted <laughs> so awesome.
0: Great. And I mean, I'm impressed that you've gotten funding at all up to, up to this point. It's such a, an amazing challenge to, to get to that.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, yes. I mean, they take a lot of work. They take a lot of work. And uh, and yeah, just, I just found out last week that we've got funding for this last project. So um, uh, it's because I think they see what we're trying to do. And because we work with schools as well. And it's a real mix of providing showcasing opportunities, combining the arts and also being having an educational remit. And and that seems to be um, something that people like. And so, yeah, it's just I, um, I, I need to as well as having project funding, I need to have core funding that allows me to. Em, employ somebody that that can help me do what I do because there's so much potential, and I'm and sometimes I get very frustrated because I just don't have the I you know I need twenty I, I need I need to replicate myself somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people uh, can feel overwhelmed by that. So you're doing a remarkable job. Oh,
1: bless your heart, bless your heart. No, I I I aim I aim to do my best and um because of my bipolar uh, i i work this is all run from home basically so it means that um you know i i i can help keep myself well through what i'm doing because i work so if i get tired or if my mood changes or i start to get really stressed because it this it's actually really stressful on this. and I, I i at the moment i i do Go through quite big ups and downs and get very anxious and and which can trigger me so i, I so working from home, I can control all of that um, I've found that when I have worked you know um, out outside in in, um, um, in you know four organizations or things I haven't been able to manage myself so well because I've been so up and down so this odd peeps is a way that I can hopefully maintain my health if I get it, if I get it right. So it's, it's, it's also, that's why it's part of my recovery. That It's part of my future. It's part of my mental health. It's, a, it means a lot to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it is over in the UK, but in, in America, we have the uh, Americans with Disabilities Act uh-huh. guidelines, and they do include mental health in those guidelines so that, it's interesting when you're applying for jobs, you can check off the box when it asks you if you have a disability. Yeah. And what I find interesting is that they don't leave any room for explanation about how conditional that could be. Yeah. yeah want to work from home and I'm, cap- I'm capable of doing this job from home or, you know, I might only be able to give you half a week in an office in that environment and then half of the week at home or something like that. Like there's no conditions here yeah. in the U.S. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I think that's not very useful, <laughs> I have to say, because, you know, we're all individual and, we, and, and there's no reason why we can't work well from home. You know, because it means we probably won't um go to hospital and and, and um use up all the public funding. Um it's 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 that there seems to be very little flexibility within you know within disability still, I think, or or, or at least that's what I have seen. And also in relation to you know equal opportunities, I don't know how it is in the U.S., but you know we're supposed to be very hot on all of that sort of thing. But as soon as you say you've got bipolar, and they're supposed to be um, very amenable, um, but but there is there is enormous prejudice, and I think and people don't have, have because of the way the media um, portrays bipolar. And you know um they people can think that we're you know crashing about and that we're you know and that everybody is manic or profoundly depressed, and that people don't manage and I think it's you know that there's a lot to fight against when we go out into the into the world and into the working world and 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 that does need to be addressed, and I know that i i think i i I certainly when I have applied for jobs have uh, and when I've mentioned it, it you know it doesn't go down too well because you become unreliable in their eyes and because people don't really know what it's about and it's important to 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 really you know be open about what bipolar is, but it is that there are gradations of it, and there's a continuum, and not everybody is is manic and psychotic <laughs> um so yeah it, it, it's an issue here too i think
0: i i think it's it would be incredible if anybody who is in the position to employ other people understood what you're saying about it being individual um you know everybody that uses a wheelchair is not the same you know so yeah. everybody who has who has a bipolar disorder or depression or you know anywhere on the autism spectrum like these are individuals and individual cases and I think that's part of the challenges with um, you know coming up with a good accepted health care plan or anything like that and like you mentioned the media I mean that uh, German pilot just uh, you know he was a terrorist he crashed that plane mm-hmm. and killed 149 other people that's it, And all that the media was doing was focusing on it as depression and suicide, which is very, very different, in my opinion, than somebody who commits suicide as a very solo isolated act.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he killed other people.
1: Yeah.
0: And you can't compare what, you know, what I go through with somebody like that. And especially since they were saying like, "Oh, he was treated for depression, like you know however many years ago, like
1: it wasn't even something that that was currently an issue for yeah, the man yeah. but but you see, Amber, I think it's easier for people to do that it, it it's It's much easier to clump people together um than it is to treat people uh, um you know individually and in a bespoke way it's because that takes time and effort, and most people don't really want to know the truth of another person, I think, you know, because, oh, because it's, you know, to, to face another person's, um, you know, imperfections and issues and vulnerability. We're not good with vulnerability, I think, quite often. And to and to see vulnerability into some in in somebody who's who's um, supposed to be a terrorist or ha- has done these things is 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 not good it's it it, it there's there, there are lots of issues around mental health and the treatment of individuals with mental health that that are very difficult and complex and most people don't really want to know because often it's too close to the bone
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's when um because I kind of I kind of get annoyed, but at the other hand, I I understand why it's done so much. When we get into that aspect of the lives of celebrities or anybody who's famous, mm-hmm. um, I I was listening to the audio book of Ron Perlman, who's uh, a wonderful actor. He's been very famous for a long time, but he's most known recently for being on a show for being on Sons of Anarchy. And But I, I mean, I had known he was the star back in the the wonderful world of the 80s, the crazy television of the 80s, where he was the beast in Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And uh, his co-star, Linda Hamilton, um, apparently the reason that the show did not have a lot of seasons was because she has bipolar disorder. And it was something that, you know, mm-hmm. 25, 30 years ago there was not a lot of understanding about at all. Is that
1: Wonder Woman? Is that Wonder Woman? No, no. no. Yeah, no. She's, uh, she was
0: in the Terminator movie. Oh, I movies.
1: know. Yes, yes. I know the one. Yes. Great. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. She
0: was uh, So she was the co-star. She was one of the leaders on Beauty and the Beast and apparently um, working with her, he's, Ron Perlman described it as on her good days, she was the most beautiful person in the world and a a pleasure to work with but if you've got her on a bad day which couldn't be predicted and was yeah. out of her control it was impossible to get the show done like to, yeah. to film an episode yeah. Yeah. so um, it, it's something that that the celebrity and the fame I think can help bring some awareness and understanding when we see that they're are people who go through the same things that that we can go through. Yeah, right. um, but on the other hand, it's like, why did it take Robin Williams committing suicide for anybody to talk about depression before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, one of the funniest men ever in history. <laughs> you know, like, yes, funny people can be depressed. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, y- y- you know, I it's think... All, it's all that for them, you be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just, we... We don't really want to. uh, It it takes a lot of courage to embrace the whole of a person. And and if you and if you have bipolar, if you have mental health issues, you do tend to you are a person of extremes and 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 you do vacillate between those extremes. And and. And it doesn't mean that you're you're a bad person or, or that it's or that you're not human and i think it's like with me when, when i'm stressed at the moment and i quite often am at the moment i can get incredibly aggressive and 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 sort of quite in your face and and that, and it's sort of the energy of that is a bit bipolary but it's but it goes it it passes and after a day it's gone and and people have to learn that that isn't something bad that it isn't something that 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 all of that is part of nikki it's part of that person and it's o and it's okay to embrace that it doesn't mean that you're you're you know you're unbearable or or that you're making a fuss or that you're being disruptive you're just being you and it passes and it's part of your disorder it's um
0: I think it is, a, it is a very hard thing to, as you're saying, accept the bad stuff with the good stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, for, for any of the partners out there who do stick around for you know, to go through a life with
1: someone else, mm-hmm.
0: you know, who, who has any of these conditions, I I think it's remarkable. And I think that it's, it takes a really big heart
1: oh my god it does and great and great and un, well understanding and com, compassion i think is the word um my 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 mother who's been my main carer throughout my life and particularly through my bad times has been in a um astonishing in in, in her support i've been very very lucky and she's And when I've been sort of comatose in bed and, you know, she's the one that's looked after me and, you know, she she's the one that gets all the um all the aggressions and and all the bipolar bits of me because it doesn't tend to come out so much with other people. I suppose because I feel safe with her and I can can be open and I'm not and I feel free to. All of who I am with her, so uh, I, I'm 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 very I'm very grateful to her for for having been so loving and compassionate with me because I think if she wouldn't have been so understanding when I was being completely horrific, you know I might be dead, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I have the same uh, sounding exactly the same relationship with my mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, and I'm fortunate because I know other people who who do not, who, who have absentee mothers. And that's so sad to me, but I mean, on the other hand, I, you know, I don't have a, any life partner sticking around
1: yeah.
0: that, that could deal with it. So um I think it's, it's an incredible story. Like you said, if, whoever is in your life because it sucks to be completely alone even though you want privacy <laughs> it's, there's there's some understanding there that yes you want to be alone and you want privacy but you don't want to be like alone alone yeah. like you don't want to be life alone
1: yeah yeah because the problem is when you are ill or you, you are depressed you do you need reassurance you need some something that something there or somebody there to tell you you're all right. That because it is so completely isolating. Having a mental health issue, having depression, or or, 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 or having hypomanias or mania, it's incredibly isolating, and and, and often you know w- you and I are very lucky. We have good mothers, but pe- you know lots of people don't, and it's it, it makes it bearable to to have somebody. There. And and, and and I I'm very compassionate towards people who don't and there are lots of people that don't. And and it makes me feel very lucky.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I agree. Have you had any, anything that you've turned to that you found was very inspirational or motivating for you, like um you know, a book that Taught you about uh, bipolar disorder, or was it maybe some something on television, or or, or anything in very specific that gave you encouragement and enlightenment? Well, there's been
1: a oh, there's been a whole bunch of stuff, really. Um, there's um, when I was uh, in in therapy, cognitive behavior therapy. My therapist was also Buddhist um, and practiced mindfulness, and This I I had eight years of therapy, and after that, I was sort of let out into the world, as it were. Um, But I I was let out in the world with um, uh, a a real appreciation of mindfulness and of Buddhism and meditation. And so out of that, I I created a, a practice. Um, of Of meditation and also of affirmations that that, that I regularly recite um, and and there have been se- several books that one is called the the compassionate uh, I could be getting this a bit wrong The compassionate Way through Depression uh, uh, and one of the authors of it is John Cabot zinn which um, was very pivotal in my recovery and it's a mix of psychology and buddhism and also really great practical tips on how to meditate and how to be mindful and it comes with a cd um, which i have used again and again and again and i think i've probably got the title a bit wrong but um But it's something like that. The mindful way through depression. And and that has stuck with me. Um, I've also recently bought a book called Mindful Compassion, which is by Paul Gilbert and a Buddhist monk called Choden, which, again, is really chock full of really great um, tips on how to um, be compassionate and how to live in the moment and appreciate where you are right now. yeah, I'm a great one for self-development books. I have to say because they've kept me going.
0: <laughs> I, I love uh, John Cabot. zinn it's so interesting that you brought that up because I hadn't even thought about him in a while. Okay. And I and one of his books was very helpful to me also.
1: Oh, oh which one?
0: Uh, it was the the full catastrophe living.
1: Oh, I think I've heard
0: of that. Yeah. It's uh, it's a. It's a really thick book, but it's one of those things where you don't need to read it necessarily, like, in order of the chapters or whatever. You can just like, flip open and find something that speaks to you at that moment.
1: Uh, I'm, and, I'm so, I'm sorry, go on.
0: Well, it was something that I had, um, my, one of my old yoga teachers yeah. had, had introduced to me. So I'm, I'm right there with you, understanding what you're saying.
1: Oh, yeah. and, and, and just as, um come to me right now, I've just recently got into Brené Brown. And the, I'm looking at it now, the gifts of imperfection, and also daring greatly, which is all about um, being open with your vulnerability and also being open with your creativity and and founding your life on compassion, uh, sorry, on courage, compassion and connection. and And, and she's somebody that I've found to be very inspirational of late, actually. Um, particularly as as the work I've been doing has upped, and my creativity has sort of been backgrounded, um, and, and and also about how how it's okay to be open and to be all of who you are, which is something that I, even though I'm very open, do battle with about you know showing your scars and being and being um, delicate. <laughs> and vulnerable, that doesn't rest very easy with us and she, I found her to be very in, in, enlightened about that in, in a very um, warm and sort of happy way. <laughs>
0: One of the other books that uh, really spoke to me was a couple of years ago I had read about a cartoonist named Ellen Forney and she put together a book specifically about addressing her own uh, bipolar uh-huh. disorder. And what's cool about it is because she did it through her cartoon storytelling. So it's through her sequential art. And she tells um, this incredible roller coaster ride story of her life uh-huh. and uh, what her creative life was like. It's called Marbles, Mania, Depression, Michelangelo and Me, a graphic memoir. Wow, Marbles. Marble, yeah. If you just look up oh. marble, for sure, you should be able to find Ellen Forney's work. Forney. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I'm, I will definitely look that up, yeah.
0: And uh, I don't know if you know, uh, there's another cartoonist who happens to be from the UK. His name's Daryl Cunningham. He wrote um, a book called Psychiatric Tales, which is really different. And it's a little darker because it's about his time as a nurse. Uh-huh in a type of hospital or institution or something and um, so by the end of it he realized that it was affecting him too much and he didn't realize that he himself was depressed oh really Mm -hmm. so he gave that life up to become a cartoonist and continue just living on as a cartoonist
1: And, 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 and was he happier because of that
0: I think so. I mean, his work certainly has uh, continued coming out regularly. So he does uh, really clever, usually political types of cartoons and, and illustrations. Like he tackles things like, uh, you know, Ayn Rand and mm-hmm. like Scientology and, oh, yeah, you know, and so, so some of it's controversial, like he doesn't believe in chiropractic work, <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, you know, but it's but it's really uh, that his book, Psychiatric Tales, was really interesting because he talked about all of these different patients and how different they were.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, I think, you know, we are all in, you know, we are all different and, and 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 these. Uh, mood disorders or these psychiatric disorders do manifest very differently in different people, and 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 it depends so much on your life history as well, and your heritage, and your schemas, and what your you know what your mindscape is like, and, and um because with all of that, the psychiatric disorders have to manifest themselves differently. And and there must be a rich. I mean, my goodness! If you've ever been in hospital, you only have to know my. The, you know, the cross section of people you come across is it, huge. So, it must be a very interesting book.
0: Yeah, very true. And it's uh, you know people of all different uh, financial backgrounds. I saw different uh, people, of different uh, ethnicities. Yeah. And- you know
1: but 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 what was very because i was hospitalized for a while and what is very interesting is there you know what it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter about the classes and the money and everything else because we're all linked by this um humanity that we're all suffering from these this um these um mental health issues and there is even though we're not Even though we didn't really talk to each other, there was a sort of a a, a connection there because there was just, we were all sitting there with our vulnerabilities. And that doesn't usually happen in life. It tends to happen in mental hospitals, but not elsewhere.
0: Yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, because it's the same as as any other disease like cancer. Cancer doesn't care what you
1: are. No, no, no. Mm. Yeah, but but I think but I think the problem, Amber, is that you can hide your mental health, though. You know, yeah, um, because uh, because I know it's it's not like when you have a broken leg or you're in a wheelchair, you can hide that you're not feeling so good, and that is the problem with mental health. And often you can present as perfectly okay, and this can create a real divide from you and the world. And you can feel very removed, and I think that can be can be a difficulty. And you know, oh, oh, Nikki, she's all right. Yeah, you know, she, she, she's, yeah, um, you know, because the sort of hyper side of me is, is very ebullient and very um, gregarious and very open, and and I can and and the depressive side of me can also present a bit like that as well, but it's more dysphoric and and, and twisty and and it's it's people can get it wrong quite easily i think
0: oh definitely it's one of the things that um i I often wonder and i don't and i don't even know why this is like why i get so caught up in my own head and my own ego about wondering what other people think of me but when i'm I'll be planning to go to comic book conventions and that means that I'll be traveling for a couple hours to get to some place where there's 50 to a hundred thousand people. And, and meanwhile, during that I'm on like performing, you know, I'm on and I'm friendly and I want to talk to everybody and I want to see everybody. And at the same time, it could be like this awful feeling inside that i'm completely disguising like you're saying i have to run off to the ladies room that might happen i've been at baltimore comic-con and been outside on the sidewalk crying my eyes out
1: yes yes yes
0: you know and it's just and total strangers will come by and just say oh are you okay do you need help and you know so very nice people down there in baltimore harbor (laughs) you
1: know (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's very difficult because then you feel two-faced you feel like you're i i suffered a lot one of the things i used to repeat a lot was I i don't feel honest because you can you just end up presenting like you're I, i called this person big nikki actually because um she could cope with anything and she could pop up when i needed to be strong and but that wasn't me at all that wasn't nikki at all and I and and that got and that got me into such a bad psychological psychological state because it meant that with all of my achievements, Nikki hadn't done it, but Big Nikki had, and and so that meant I was so I didn't feel anything that there was no good attached to anything that I'd done, any of my achievements, and 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 and, and that's a really difficult thing to grasp and to accept and. And, and since I've evened out and I'm more balanced and I've been doing ITP, it's, you know, it's quite difficult for me still to grasp the achievement of what I'm doing, it, even though sort of Big Nicky is really backgrounded now. I, I, I have difficulty with, um, with accepting that I'm capable still, even though I clearly am completely capable. It's weird.
0: Absolutely. Um and I, I completely understand. Uh it's you sort of feel like an imposter. Yes,
1: you do. Yeah.
0: So what's um it, if you're you're going through this funding process and the website's being redeveloped, which I'm I'm excited to see what that comes out yeah, like. It's, it's taken what, nearly two years. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's a, like you said, it's a labor of love. Yes. <laughs> uh, when like you are looking for members you know you said that you've been reaching out for people are they specifically people from only the UK or are you looking for people from all over the world
1: oh, oh it's global <laughs> it's global Amber well, um, in, in this project we have somebody from the Philippines we have somebody from Australia it's all over yeah but, uh, Um, which is what is fabulous about you know it being virtual and being run through Twitter because you can reach out to people from from all over so uh, uh, and 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 all age ranges as well and all and all um male and female and whatever else <laughs>
0: fantastic yeah no it's
1: it's it's I, and i'm just really excited to see what i can do next and with the right funding and and we're going on tour oh we might i could oh yes we might come to you i think there's somebody in new york um we're going to go on tour with the various projects. That's going to be the next thing, and that's huge. Yeah. Oh no, it's it'd be fabulous, and we're going to base all of the um, the um, exhibitions in um, where the um, various participants are. So and then just go round. So that that's what I shall be doing next year. Putting in huge funding bids for that, which will mean that. Our projects can then go international and then global, and so um, it'll mean that our, our creatives will be showcased internationally, and and that our educational remit will go international as well, which is fabulous.
0: That will definitely like get more interest and awareness out there because that is also going to be better than for future funding
1: completely so completely so i mean it's just it's always the the, the very interesting thing is, is that this has evolved from this this little women's group and i haven't really known what i've been doing all the way through it's just i've just leaned into it and it's grown exponentially and 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 so i don't really I, I just have to keep going with the flow and, and, and really try and get um, some secure underpinning financially for us so I can really make it what it deserves to be and so I can be of service because I I see this as the way I, I, I give my greatest gifts to the world and I, and I have over the last year really become aware that I do want to serve and that's what I want to do and I want to... Be the best person I can be, and act from a place of integrity, which really matters to me, and that's what I want to be able to communicate through RTPs as well. When before you even started
0: RTPs, yeah, do you have any kind of background or training in curating?
1: I have a I have an arts management diploma, which I I I um I'm I, I live in Cambridge, so I took it here at, here at Cambridge. And, um, I worked, but so I, so I have no real art background, but I have, but I have an arts management diploma and I've, and I have, um, managed a theater company as well. So I have arts management background, but my father was an artist. <laughs> so.
0: That's, so it's always somehow been around you and part of your life. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Uh, uh, yes. I can remember as a little girl. Um, My dad being in his shed at the bottom of the garden with his oils and me sort of creeping down and seeing him there. So, yeah, it's it's um, and my mother um, trained to be an opera singer and she's always written poetry. So the arts are always in me and I've always done lots of things, um, you know, music, uh, all sorts of things since I was a young girl. So. I think I was probably destined to do this, but I just didn't know that.
0: <laughs> Certainly sounds like it.
1: <laughs> oh, bless your heart. No, I, yeah, it, this is the secret. I think one doesn't know what's going to happen in life and you just have to keep open because you don't, in, keep keep open and keep going because you just don't know what's going to happen and when you're going to find the right medium for your gifts to, to, to be able to manifest appropriately. And, and you just, and, and I think often we give up too early. We think, oh, it gets a bit difficult. And we think, oh, uh, I'm not any good. And oh, no, it's all going wrong. And, and what we need to do is just persist through things and be resilient and keep going. And, and there's, um, there's, you know, there's, there's Joseph Campbell and he says, um, you know, follow your bliss. But he also says, you've got to sometimes follow your grunt. And I think sometimes life is just like a bit of a grunt and you have to just go through your grunt years. And if you do, good things come from that.
0: One of the things that I talk about a lot is obviously the worlds of fiction, because I interview a lot of writers and artists. Yeah. And um some something that uh obviously is very important to me is when writers or TV producers get characters um, correct, or if they're, they really seem way off base.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if you were going to give somebody any tips on how to write a character with bipolar disorder, what would you tell them to do to make the character seem realistic?
1: Ah, oh, that's a very interesting question.
0: I know because it's hard because, as we were saying, everybody's individual
1: yeah. i would, i mean i and i this is speaking from my perspective as it would be um not okay, although bipolar is a disorder of extremes not we're not always at those extremes, and the way characters are always portrayed are at those extremes that I would like to see a character a bipolar character that is that isn't at the edges of their extreme that is just sort of battling with them in the middle and i don't think that is you know, getting by with bipolar it's not you know there are sometimes yeah. so it wouldn't be this always this exaggerated version of what bipolar is i would like to see a nuance version of it. And I think, you know, like in Homeland, that was supposed to be slightly more nuanced. And having watched it myself, I still think that is still playing with some of the stereotypes of of, of what bipolar is. Even though it's a lot better than some, I think there needs to be more delicacy. So there needs to be, you know, a sense that there are extremes, but it needs to be much more cohesive and much more... Holistically drawn. If you see what I mean.
0: Absolutely. I think that's that's great. You think? And
1: it's well, it's great advice
0: for um, writers to to think about. First of all, that they they do need to be reminded that what might seem the most interesting part of the storytelling is when someone is manic or hypersexual. Yeah. And, um, yeah, wow, what a, you know, you want to see that on the screen or you want to read that part in a book. Yeah. But, um, as you're saying, people are whole and you need to talk about who they are as a whole person.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's very important. And I think, you know, often drama doesn't do that because it's very interesting that poses questions about what is entertaining then. You know, what, why why can't just seeing somebody get by um, be interesting? If they're an interesting character, then just getting by will be dramatic. It doesn't have to be that they're sort of throwing themselves off a cliff, or you know that they're sort of the the the, the bell of a ball in a in in a, in a club or something. It doesn't you know that there can be real interest um, dramatic interest in in, in in subtlety and in, you know, just observing people as they are.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that's a, a wonderful way to to wrap up our time. I can't believe it went so fast.
1: <laughs> I know. It's been really I've, – I've loved it. I've really appreciated talking to you, really. Thank you
0: so much. Well, thank <laughs> you for being here. And so, so before I let you go um, – Make sure that you say your websites and Twitter where people can follow you so that they can learn more about RDP.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's um, https forward slash forward slash rtpeeps.wordpress.com. And the Twitter is https forward slash forward slash twitter.com forward slash rtpeeps. So, um, and
0: uh, that's R T A R T A P I R
1: A R T I capital P E E P S. Okay. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Um, all right, you hang on, and I will wrap up the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget that um, you know to go to RD Peeps on Twitter and follow them. You can follow me at Elizabeth Amber on Twitter, and you can sponsor the show at Patreon.com slash Amber Unmasked and everything else is at AmberUnmasked.com. Cheers.